Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. Last time we spoke about the first two steps of goal setting. Today, I would like to talk about the remaining three steps. But before we do that, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face whatever challenges or circumstances we might find ourselves in. We know that you love us, and you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this through the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, last time with goal setting, we spoke about the first two steps. Brainstorming several ideas for actionable goals. And then the second step, we spoke about how to check them for being specific and that they're realistic. Today, we're going to discuss how to break them down into smaller attainable steps. How do I identify and overcome obstacles? And then lastly, how to set a time frame to achieve them and inspect our progress. First, let's look at step three, breaking goals down into smaller steps. If you remember last time I used an example of saving for a house. To buy a $500,000 home, we could save about $2,000 per month for two years, and we would have a 10% or a $50,000 down payment. That's a great simple example of breaking a goal down. But sometimes we don't have that kind of money available in our budget each month, you know, an extra $2,000. So let's look at a little bit of a different example. This is a personal example from our own life. So back in 2014, my wife Taryn and I had a goal of getting out of debt. Well, everything but our mortgage. We had $82,000 in debt between two car loans, a home equity line of credit, a credit card, and student loans from my MBA. Our minimum monthly payments on these items were $1,800 per month. That was the total. That was just the monthly payments. When you calculate all the interest accruing on these, it was going to take us about seven years to pay them off if we stuck to only the required monthly payment. And we wanted them gone before that. We wanted to buy a larger home with more than one bathroom. At the time, we had four kids and they were getting bigger. And the one bathroom was beginning to get old. But we weren't going to buy a new house until all the debt was gone and we had a down payment. So we didn't want it to wait seven years. I sat down, I did some math, and figured out that we would have to pay approximately $800 more every month, or $10,000 per year, towards the principal to have all these debts eliminated within four years. So that was the plan. But we didn't have an extra 800 per month. Now, fortunately, I worked in a sales uh, capacity, and I had an opportunity at quarterly incentive. And I never got less than 2500 per quarter, praise the Lord. 
So the plan was to throw the entire incentive bonus each quarter at the debt. And so we started forward. So this was our singular goal. We were so focused on eliminating the debt. What we figured was once we eliminated the debt, this opened our income up to be able to tackle multiple goals simultaneously, right? With, with all this extra income we'd be freeing up. Remember, with the 1800 per month plus, call it 10000 per year, once the debt was gone, that would mean in 12 months, we'd actually be able to pile up over $30,000 in a 12-month period. That seemed very, very exciting to us. Now, let me give you a few other details. We were not spending money on vacation, right? Those summers, we would go visit family and kind of eat out of their refrigerator, even saving a few dollars of grocery spending for ourselves. We weren't spending money to go out to eat unless we either had a gift card that someone gave us or we found an incredible great deal or coupon. And we weren't contributing to retirement or kids' college. Why not? We were focused and our budget reflected that. It screamed that we were paying off our debt. This is something I talk to my clients about all the time. Our budget should clearly reflect our goals. If your budget does not reflect your goals, you've got some work to do or you're never going to achieve your goals. So we had a clear priority. And what I found is that when we have an intense singular focus, it is much easier to achieve the goal than when we're focused on several different things, right? Think of having a honey-do list or just a to-do list for the day. It's easy to work through it when you tackle each item one at a time, kind of crossing it out as you go. But if you try to work on several things at a time, I mean, you might start a bunch of things, but you never really achieve the progress you were hoping to do. But that was our plan. Aggressively go after paying this debt off. Each month, I would update our personal financial statement. That's like a personal balance sheet. It listed our assets and all the debt we had. Each month, we could see the progress we were making. We had a target set for the end of each year, and we were trying to surpass that. So in our monthly budget, we had 1800 towards the debt payments. And then every three months when my incentive came, we had an additional line item in the budget that sent that bonus income towards the principal reduction on the loans. Here's the cool part. When you have a focused plan, you build momentum. We began to get excited about paying off the debts. I mean, I was really able to push myself at work. I had a couple of big quarterly incentives. Yeah, it was hard work. It was almost like getting an extra part-time job, which to be honest with, I had thought about doing it once we were looking at the timeline, how long it was going to take to do these things. But we had decided since I actually had an opportunity to get paid incentive at work, I had to just push myself. And you might be able to do the same thing in whatever circumstance you're in. Or maybe your company pays overtime. Whatever it is, when we are focused, any extra income exponentially improves our progress. It's amazing. My wife, who was at the time a stay-at-home mom, also wanted to chip in. So she started a little side hustle, and that started to grow. And at the three-and-a-half-year mark, the debt was gone. But that was each month creating the budget, setting the debt amount we were going to pay, increasing that amount each quarter with the whatever the bonus was, and month after month, year after year, tracking our progress, staying motivated, and not giving up. So that takes us to step four, identifying and overcoming obstacles. So how do we identify and overcome obstacles? 
In my example here, my wife and I had talked about what could potentially derail our plan. The first thing we saw was our level of commitment. How do we hold each other accountable and stay focused? We had to meet regularly, track our progress, and provide encouragement and hope to each other because we knew this was going to be hard. We had a weekly meeting set up where we would briefly discuss our progress and keep each other motivated. The other thing we were worried about was just unplanned expenses, a home or car repair, medical bill, or in our case, we had the cost of a new baby. We had established a $1,000 emergency fund that would provide a small buffer in the event of a financial emergency. Now, that would easily cover our home or auto insurance deductibles. And we did have an HSA at the time that was able to cover most doctor or ER visits. We decided that if there was something we would need to use $1,000 for, our focus would switch to replacing that $1,000 as fast as possible. We also knew that the quicker we paid off the debt, the quicker we could increase our savings and build up a larger emergency fund. So that was a little added motivation there. But since we were trying to pay off our debt, even the thought of using a credit card for an emergency was out of the question. Right? We we're trying to pay off a credit card and the other debt. There's no way we were going to use a credit card in the event of an emergency. So we had to discuss about these types of things that could potentially be a financial emergency and how were we going to tackle these things so they didn't completely derail us. So now two years into paying off our debt, we did find out that we were expecting. We were excited. It was finally a second boy. But on the financial side, I knew that this was going to be about a $10,000 expense, and I didn't want it to get us too far behind getting out of debt. We actually started stockpiling the quarterly incentive checks and my wife's side hustle money. And once the baby was born and everyone was home safe, we could resume going after the debt. I really pushed myself at work to surpass my goals and get as large a bonus as possible because I didn't want us to get behind in our goals. And the Lord kept providing. My wife's side hustle kept growing and we were able to cover the cost of the new baby without missing a step. Once mom and baby were home and safe and everyone was good, we were able to dump that stockpile of reserved cash towards the debt. We didn't miss a step. Again, we paid off the debt sooner than we planned. Why? Because we had a plan. The Lord provided. We went to him every day in prayer. The debt payoff was a big topic in my prayer time, asking the Lord for motivation and hope because there were days, I mean, <laughs> several days, that this felt like it was just taking forever. And then paying off different things also brought back some like guilt from past decisions. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this work to clean up this mess I made. But through prayer and good communication with my wife and diligence, we achieved the progress we had hoped for. I mean, it was awesome. So this kind of takes us to the fifth and final step of goal setting, which is, again, setting a time frame and a way to inspect our progress. I spoke about these already in my little example, but you know, setting a clear goal for each year and then breaking it down to monthly and quarterly was really important. We looked at it each week, and I updated on my personal financial statement every month. You know, think of it as kind of like these rocket scientists when they're planning rockets to go to Mars. They plan the whole trajectory and they have to constantly have ways to check it. If they're off even an inch like here on Earth when they start, by the time they get half a million miles away in space, they won't even be close to arriving at Mars. So it's key to have a simple process that you can stick to and that you'll use. 
my warning to my clients all the time is to not make this difficult or complicated. The best way to track goals is to track them the way that we will actually track them. You know, having a, a process to use that we will use is the biggest thing, right? Only do what you're actually going to do. Don't set up this complicated thing that's not going to work for you or you're never going to go back to it. So maybe it's a, a simple Excel sheet that you use as your personal financial statement. Maybe it is handwritten in a notebook. Maybe it's on a desk calendar. Maybe it's in your Google calendar. Currently, one of our goals is to pay the mortgage off. And we've got a floor plan of our home on the kitchen fridge. Each little square represents a one-foot square of our home. That equates to $212 of the mortgage. Each month, one of the kids gets to color in however many squares we were able to pay off that month. Now, I'm still tracking this on my personal financial statement, and my wife and I still look at it together every month. But this is a great way to provide a visual to the whole family and lets them get involved. Because some of these financial decisions we need to make to achieve paying off the mortgage, they, they impact the whole family. So this is a simple way to invite kind of everyone into the goal process and start to even teach our kids about achieving goals like this. Now, one last item about goal setting. Last week when we were raking through the brainstormed ideas and we were checking for things to you know, be realistic. I told you to put those items that seemed unrealistic into a parking lot, not to totally delete them. Well, here's the deal with those. God can change our situation at any time. Thank you, Jesus, right? We could get a new incredible job that pays us more than we ever expected. We might have a relative pass away and leaves us an inheritance. Maybe we start a side hustle that totally takes off. If we're working hard and being faithful to the Lord and diligent in what he calls us to, he regularly shows up. We always have opportunities to change our goals. Maybe we move along an accelerated path to get there. The point is, when new opportunities come up, before we just consume any new additional income, let's re-look at our goals. Let's review those goals that we thought weren't even possible. And let's be amazed at how the Lord constantly provides for us. In our own story, when we were first married, we were making very little, living paycheck to paycheck and feeling like we were never able to achieve any financial goal. We went through life like that for 10 years. And then it was, you know, this time in 2014 when we finally got focused on a plan and we started to make progress. But the Lord had been increasing our income for the previous 10 years. And since we weren't being good stewards of what he gave us, we missed out on so many opportunities. We just consumed all the pay increases through series of terrible decisions because we hadn't been seeking his will for us or our finances. But once we started to do that, it all changed. He kept providing. And since we had a prayer focus on our finances, we started making much wiser decisions, communicating effectively about finances with each other, and working together, and he blessed all our efforts. And I can't stress this enough. We've talked about this in a previous episode, but one of my favorite scripture verses, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. If we prayerfully approach our goal setting and prayerfully establish a plan 
to hit the goals that the Lord has put on our hearts, we will have a future full of hope and peace. If you know someone that might be able to benefit from hearing about establishing and setting goals, please share these last two episodes with them. My goal is to help as many people as possible. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.